Hey folks, in this episode of the podcast, I get to speak with an old friend of mine, Gerard Exupery. He's a New York City-based street photographer who just published a brand new book called Women Hold Up Half the Sky. This is Twit. Hey, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today I get to sit down with this guy, or the guy who made this book, uh, Gerald, he, Gerard, I always want to say Gerald, it's Gerard right there, Exupery. Uh, I get the last name right, but the first name I mess up. Uh, he's a, like I said, he's a street photographer out in New York City. He's been shooting for quite a while. He self-published a book, and I had him on This Week in Photo a while ago. We were talking about that book, but he's at it again, and he's created another book, like, because the pain of doing that first book wasn't enough. He had to go back and do it again. <laughs> hey, man, how's it going? Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, uh, good, and thanks for having me again. Yeah, no, it's good to have you. It is really good to have you. And I wasn't kidding. The last time we had that conversation about the, the book that you self-published, it sounded like it was, you know, it was like giving birth, you know, to, to yeah, push yeah. that to push that book out. Despite all the other things that were going on in your world, you pushed the book out uh, and now you've done it again. And this one is is brilliant. Let me show it again. Right there. Look at that. Congratulations, man. This is gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that. So. Uh, you know, I you, normally I do introductions like tell us a little bit about yourself, all that. I'm going to link to the previous episode. So if people want to know the history of you, they can go, you know, check out that episode, which I encourage folks to do. This one, I want to specifically focus on the book and how and why you built it. So take me through that. Right. So you were on the heels of another book. You had that one out. It's out in the world. It's doing well. People are loving it. And you said, you know, it would be great. I feel like doing another book, right? <laughs> take me, take me to that. You know, how did you get to that destination? You know, the first one I did, um, maybe three months, three to four months. Uh, and you know, and a lot of that was, um, having other people look at it and, and then get back to me. Um, how they thought it flowed because, you know, after a while you just can't stand looking at your own stuff anymore. Yeah. And, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do another one, but this time I'm going to do it differently. Uh, I decided to do an Indiegogo campaign and, mm. um, I was surprised that, that it did as well as, as it did, you know? Um, and I was also surprised at how many people who live outside of the United States bought the book. Roughly half the people were international sales. So, but I hadn't really, um, you know, I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. You know, I'm just going to really, I'm going to work on this. And blah, blah, blah. and it was like giving birth. You know, I didn't think it was going to take two years. Um, a lot of stuff happened. Uh, I'm far more mellow than I was in the first interview, I think. Uh, yeah, because, we'll, see. we'll have to put them side by side and take yeah. a look at the transition. <laughs> I got the comment, don't be so crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I wanted to do something... Um, you know, I, because of my situation, I was pretty much stuck in bed if I was not sitting at the, at, at the computer. And um, so I started picking out the pictures and, and then I was thinking, well, do I really, I'm not really committed to this idea of a book about women because who the hell am I? You know, isn't just a guy wanting to do a book about women slightly misogynistic and, and, and with the whole Me Too thing and, Mm -hmm. I'd really been spending a lot of time thinking about that. And uh, my mom had passed away. And mm -hmm. 
Um, she, you know, I, I might've mentioned it the first time, but I certainly mentioned it in the book that she was not necessarily the best mother in the world, but she was a, uh, remarkable woman. And, um, she was a crappy mother. She would be the first to tell you she sucked at it. Um, but, um, she taught me, uh, she got me to see so many things that I might not have seen if I was, if I had a father and, uh, if I wasn't left on my own so much, she made sure that, you know, I had, um, things that would keep me occupied in terms of books, uh, drama, um, club, uh, what else, you know, all sorts of things, you know, appreciation yeah, for, yeah. right. But, uh, but most of all, it was like, I just assumed that everybody else's mother worked and as hard as my mother did. And uh, I was always surprised when, you know, I'd go over a friend's house and their mom just stayed at home. And, uh, so you're like, what's learned... this about? Why, what's the strange person in the, in the house? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a real downside to not having, um, the kind of uh, traditional upbringing with a father who says, "Hey, all right, now you, you, you're getting interested in girls or guys." I don't. But you know, there are certain rules and blah blah blah. And um, I had no example of how I should be, mm. other than um, my mom uh, worked in a in a place. She was a controller for a company, and um, she had quite a few people working under her, and she was a you know, they, I don't think she was loved as much as feared, but um, she made me aware that uh, women, uh, I, I grew up thinking that women are just better guys. Oh, and, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, like guy 2.0 kind of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because, um, and just being a guy myself, I know a shit we are sometimes, you yeah. know, and yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and it started all coming together. W when I found the title mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I always say that, you know, the person who says, Hey, I'm going to do a book and they, they figured out this, the nifty title before they actually wrote it. That's probably not going to get written, but I, I, I broke my own rule. And, um, the women hold up half the sky was uh, something that, uh, Mao Zedong said in the late fifties, they were promoting women in the workforce. And, uh, I, I just like the sound of it. It's very poetic. And it is. of course I hold up half the sky. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's probably really good. This guy. They're probably holding up three quarters of this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends. You know, it's, there's other things too. There's a sky and there's earth and there's oceans and all that stuff. Yeah. No, this is, this is great. I, that's the, that's the context I wanted to get to, like the behind the title and that color of, of what drove you to create it. What, so going through the process of creating a book, first of all, why self-publishing? Right. There's other there's other ways to get publishers, actual publishers that you can go to and do the traditional route and get an advance and then write the thing. And then they take care of all the publication and advertising and all that. Why did you decide to take it all on yourself and put it out? I'm a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one word, two words. I'm a masochist. Three words. Um, you know, uh, I wanted to do it myself because I wanted to be a very limited run just about a hundred books. I may do a second run. Um, and I wanted the quality to be very, very good uh, printed on with photographic printers on paper specifically designed for that purpose and then bound into the book. And, and I was very pleased with the, how the first one came out. And so I just thought, Oh, we'll supercharge this one and make it hard covered and much bigger. And, um, 
which came with its own set of issues. I mean, there was so much about this project that I hadn't anticipated. Uh, and when, when I finally sent the file off to the printer, I was kind of in shock for about an hour. I just sat at the desk. Um, I don't know. I just, it was just, just quiet. And so, yeah. um, and you know, I think the book is beautiful. Um, it is. Thank you. You know, that's the one thing I promised the, uh, and I also did a Kickstarter also to get a little bit more money where I realized I had kind of underestimated, mm -hmm. but, um, but see, at least this way, it wasn't me saying, oh, uh, I, I'm going to spend all this money in and maybe I'll get it back. I don't know. Here's the book. This was people who wanted to see the book or read my stories, which always freaks me out because I never considered myself a writer, but um, they seemed to like that and they paid for it. And damn it, I was going to get it done. Although there were times I just didn't think it was ever going to happen. Yeah. You know, you know, take me into the book, right? So in our last conversation, we talked about sort of the you've been you've been photographing in in and around new york city for decades right yes. and yeah. and that and some of your favorite shots from your adventures around the big apple went in yeah. to that book what's in this new book well you know it's funny because after the first book this guy who, who actually my son um the, he He's in showbiz and he, he directs his own little things. And, and um, there was a guy who was in it and he said, oh, you're uh, Austin's father, aren't you? And I said, uh, yeah. He said, oh, I love that book of yours. And it was like a real ego thing. And then he said, um, so they were all from like the 70s and, and 80s, right? I go, yeah. He said, well, um, when did you stop taking pictures? Or um, do you still are you still taking pictures? Like I, I was so old that, you know, this is the this is the swan song that, and that's why I wanted to include the uh, the digital stuff because um, it, because it was the only way I was shooting at the time, and it, you know it's it speaks for itself. Um, it's funny when I look at it, I can I, I can tell obviously what is a uh, analog and what is a digital mm -hmm. image, but but um, it doesn't bother me so much. Uh, it used to bother me a lot. And during this process, I actually sold a whole bunch of my digital gear and bought a Leica, film really? Leica, because that was what I was going to do. And, and I had been suggested to do this little experiment. And after shooting a few rolls and um, dealing with it, um, I couldn't stand it. You know, I know it's screen camera. You like the camera. It's that pro I can't imagine. I mean, I can imagine because I did it for many years, too. But the process of of going out and shooting and the delay from when you see, when you yes. take the picture to processing and printing and then get it back and it's not right yes. and all that stuff, right? Wow. And, and they insult you by calling it chimping because you want to look at your, but no, I realize that that's not, that is just a part of my process now. And, and you know, oh yeah, well, the, I'm using the uh, X-Pro3 as my the webcam camera, but nice. there's no, there's no screen on the back of it. You have to make the effort to pull the thing down and look, and it's more like shooting a, a traditional, with a traditional analog camera. And I think they, that was a really bold move on that, their part. I'm sure a lot of people hate it, but it does bring me back closer to shooting analog. However, being able to see my stuff on the bus ride home or in the subway and, say, and go, oh wow, that, that, that was great. You know, yeah. um, that, that means a lot to me. And that is part of the process. So. Uh, it's not chimping and I don't think, oh, it's 
people are full of it. You know, I mean, it's like, are you going to talk about it or are you just going to take the pictures? I mean, I really feel that way. It's whatever you want it to be, right? I mean, yeah, people, I think people put these arbitrary constraints and rules around, you know, what is and what isn't correct, quote, photography, right? When it's, it's whatever yeah. the heck you want to do. If you want to stand on one foot and close one eye and take photos only in sepia tone, and that's what makes you happy, sure. then do that, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I want to... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I had to sell the Leica and I and just get the X Pro Three. And it's funny because I had all these lenses that I had gotten rid of to, to do this. And so now I got this one camera, one lens. Which, to tell the truth, I always use the same lens all the time, ninety nine percent of the time for forty years. And um, and that really, I need one camera and one lens, or, or I need two cameras. The one that's sitting at home and the. Uh, first one gets broken or stolen or something yeah well what's that lens you can't say you can't say i've used one lens for 40 years and not tell us the lens what oh uh, the 24 millimeter equivalent okay got it and, and you're shooting and full frame or or you're no you're APS-C on fuji right yes yeah cool awesome um See that that in and of itself is refreshing, you know, because we I talk to photographers, myself included, right? Look at all these cameras back here, you know, that are marinating in lenses and and camera bodies and strobes and drones and 360 this and all, all these different things, and they all get used very little. It's always refreshing to talk to a, a real photographer that's like, you know what, 24, I'm hitting the road, I'm gonna go tell some stories, that's it. And when this lens runs out or dies, I'm gonna go get another one and replace it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, um, the only other lens I used to shoot with is a 105, and, and just looking through the um, stuff that I've scanned, um, you, you know, I mean, I'll, you can see what was taken with the 105, but those two lenses, the 105 and the 24, were so sharp and so beautiful in Nikon world. Um, but that 24, when I got it, I didn't know how to use it, but it really changed the way I look at things because, I mean, it has to, because there it is, you know, the world is big like this. And, and the idea was it was a rectilinear lens. I mean, that it didn't, that if you held it level, it didn't just really distort as much. I think. Yeah. Yep. And um, and I to to use it and not make people look stupid, you know, or uh, you know, and that's just the thinking of a young man who's just learning about stuff, you know. And now I don't really even think about it anymore. But um, yeah, you know, I really do credit that lens for opening my eyes. Do you and, realize? And I, do you realize the last time you and I spoke? Um, I mean, we've traded emails, but the last time we spoke, quote, in person like this was pre-pandemic, right? Yes. And I'm, I'm curious, through the eyes of a street photographer living in New York City, which at one point was an epicenter of the, the pandemic, what did that look like through your lens? Or did you have an opportunity to go out and, and capture shots during all, the, well, all that craziness? I would have had plenty of opportunity, except the... Um, at, by that point, my back was becoming so acutely painful to mm. stand up. To stand, I mean, it was. It, so it, it was, was good that the city was shut down, right? Because <laughs> yeah, but you know, my, my friend Mark, uh, he uh, he, I've known him for forty years, and 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 I, you know, I think going out and shooting pictures with someone is is like uh, going to a, a bar with your wingman. You, you're going to go home alone, and but you know, there's certain people you can go into a situation say, see you in an hour or whatever. And anyway, so, um, uh, shit. Oh yeah. He ended up 
uh, going all over town and, and taking some really fantastic stuff. And yeah. uh, so, hey, at least uh, I, I vicariously, I, I live through him. That's doing cool. That. I mean, and, and New York City is, is I mean, I, I've been there only as a tourist, right? As a visitor for conventions and, you know, never, I've never lived in New York City. I've always dreamt, dreamt of living in New York City. Um, but I can only imagine when I'm, when I'm there, it's overwhelming, right? I mean, you, you've been marinating in the city forever, right? So it's probably old hat to you. But for a suburban kid to come into New York City, even a traveled suburban kid to come into New York City as a photographer, it just feels overwhelming. Everywhere I look, it feels like a photograph. And the entire city feels like it should be in black and white, right? So. Yes. yes, you're absolutely right. And, and yeah. you know, but, but that's a feeling that if you spend enough time, it goes away. Um, and, and that's the thing, you know, I think a lot of people who have, they have nice cameras and they have some eye, yet the length of time that they spend on a particular uh, subject, uh, really looking at it, uh, I think that suffers. Um, you know, like, I don't like going anywhere unless I can spend a month, you know? Um, and I, I generally never took pictures on vacation either because, uh, it, it was it just was not as good as the real thing and yeah and, and i didn't want to look at those pictures and think wow that was great but um in, in any case yeah i think that you would be fine in the city you know and it is it's it, cacophonous um you know you know you don't want to be said don't stop walking in the middle of the sidewalk you know <laughs> i mean that'll get you killed but uh you know new yorkers are some of the nicest people i've ever met yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love it there. It is just, yeah, it's just, I think part of that overwhelm is there's so much to do. There's so much to see and so much to do right. when you're there. And usually when I'm there, it's usually a week, you know, if I'm lucky, it might be, you know, two weeks, but usually it's it's under a week or a week. And mm -hmm. there's, you know, years of stuff to do in a week, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's impossible. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to shift gears back to the book. Sure. And talk about the, uh, you know, once you, you, you've you assembled all the photos and you know what's going to go in the book, you're ready to start, start laying it out. What does the post-processing look like, look like for getting everything ready to go? Are you using, like, what software are you using and how did, how was that process? Well, with the first book, I used Lightroom, the book module. It was mm -hmm. easy. Um, uh, the book was small enough. And, um, but I, there were enough things going on that bothered me that, I bought Affinity Publisher because it's more of a professional book publishing tool. And um, I'm still waiting to take that, um, those classes because I had to, it was either learn that or work on the book. So I worked on the book in, in Lightroom and just prayed every night. And uh, <laughs> so, but you know, it's interesting. Um, uh, there's this woman, uh, she's my ex-sister-in-law actually. Uh, and. She really likes, what are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sitting on the bed talking to the cat. Well, shouldn't you be working on your book? You know, I have to say that, uh, <laughs> you know, and she handled all the money and stuff like that in terms of, you know, making sure that people were happy or that, you know, for instance, like my monitor went, three monitors. I had LG, uh, it went uh, just like one day. It just, I turned it off, came back, turned it on, gone. And then I got this thing and Four months later, it's down, and the, at least the first, yeah, and the first monitor they came out to that place and fixed it and left. This I had to send away for two weeks, which is really bothers me. And I think anytime you have the opportunity to purchase uh, like professional services or something, uh, do it. 
because <laughs> um, because that really killed it. That, that two weeks, and also there are some other disasters that, that took place. But um, I have a general idea of, of the pictures I want to use, and and then I find out that oh, I didn't even remember that one. That one is fantastic. So uh, you know, I, 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 I lay it out, and then I send it over to Leslie. I said, "Well, how does this? You know, how do you think this flows?" And whatever. But uh, it'll be pretty much laid out, and I'll have I'll do the whole book. I'll scribble in some junk and just look at it for a while, mm-hmm. and then the hard work really is sitting down and uh, deciding what order they're going to go in. So, are you going to do it um, through the years? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to do it in, in um, chronological, or you know, from young young people to old people? Yeah. And and you know, it became very organic though. Um, but I have to start in the. I have to start at the very beginning um, of the book. I have to start with that, the cover picture before I can do anything else. And then, you know, the, the introduction and what pictures are going to open up the book and. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, I have so to you, do it. You start. Work. You start with the with the cover picture. This picture. Yes. Right. So yeah, you start yeah. you start with this picture first and then well, and you also start with the title as well. Right. So you have the title. Yeah. You know what this is going to look like. This thing is going to look like. And then you build it. You go from there. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Um, you know, it's more like an, um, a talisman. It's, it's sort of like this. is Here's this thing. This is a goal. And you know what? I'm not locked into that. It could have been turned into anything else. Um, but this is what, what happened. And, and it's kind of organic you know i mean you can't be afraid to try stuff and look it's the digital age where you can try as much as you want and not worry about it you know you know you screw up your negatives eh. so, um you know and, and it's important to try different things and but i always come back to that same format give me a, a nice large image on the page only one with with a dark background and just because to, to represent the image well yeah. and so yeah, you know, you didn't show the back of that because oh, so yeah. many people have commented about the back of the book compared to the front of the book. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> so that the, the, look at that. Yeah. Look at that sidewalk. That sidewalk is just New York, right? Look at that. Yeah, that's chewing up. Yeah, I mean, you can still chew on some of that. I bet it still has some flavor in it. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so... You got the book done, you got the cover, you got the photos laid out in there, you've written your captions for each one of the photos, it's all ready to go, right? You've done Lightroom, you've had issues with Lightroom, you've pushed through them, the display, you know, your monitors crashed and died a couple of times, you pushed through that, you're at the Three end of the line. Three hard drives. Three hard drives you killed doing this yep. book. Wow, wow. So what, what is the final result when you're done what does it look like? You have a PDF file that's just ready to go to print, yes. and that's yeah. that's it. That's the final result. And then you, once that's that PDF it. is at the printer, I'm I'm assuming there are some press checks that happen uh, before you actually go to press. Or once once <laughs> well, you send that to the printer, what happens? I'm very very glad you uh, mentioned that um, because uh, you know they they send you a proof. Now, if I just wanted one copy of this book, it would have cost me 146 bucks just for one copy, but when you're buying uh, a large number of books that of course they throw that in. And um, the first book I insisted on three proofs because I was tweaking little things and other people were realizing how, what poor uh, punctuation I have. And so, you know, and so little changes like that, but yeah. uh, 
you know, once that book goes, it's it's like all I can do is think of, uh, I think I have to kill myself now, or you know, because it's such a letdown. You know, it's yeah. it's like, um, you know, and then plus I had people I was responsible to, yeah, in the Go Kickstarter, and nobody, not in you know what was supposed to take six months ended up taking two years. I never got a nasty gram. Nobody asked for their money back. It was, it was just a, a wonderful group of of people. But um, yeah, it's very uh, difficult when the book is finished to step away. And so when I got the books delivered, uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't, I didn't even want to look inside, to be honest with you. Um, but going through it, 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 you know, this isn't, this isn't really bad, you know. <laughs> and I, I know it's a good, I know it's good, and I shouldn't be uh, afraid to admit that I think it's good too, because I do. However, so uh, my friend Mark, who had moved to France during the two years, he had come in and he wanted his book. And so we met in the city and I gave him the book and he said, wow, this is really nice. And he's looking through it. And I said, Mark, if there's anything in there that's wrong or bad, please don't tell me. And he says, oh, I want to see this. And there's a big white void in the center of the, of, of the page. And I'm going, what? I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm looking at this thing and now I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've sent out 25 books so far. Um and how many others are going to have this problem? And uh, so really only two people uh, ended up with them. But 20% of the books, I had to go through every single page. Um, well, all the books. I had to go through every single page to make sure they were okay. And roughly 20% is what was had a problem. And I, those were just delivered uh, yesterday, in fact. But Wow. Uh, and I said, I said to the guy, I said, you know, does anybody do a QC, you know, a quality check? He goes, no, they don't. <laughs> they just, you approve the book. They, so uh, wow. I, I made a note to myself that, um, and he, and the reason for this book is not, I'm not expecting to make money or anything like that. You know, it, mm -hmm. it would be nice. It would be nice to recover some of the money, but it's the idea of getting it out in the world. I don't want to be Vivian Meyer. I don't want to drop dead. And so he said, wow, these are nice pictures. I want to know these. Look at all these pictures we found in his apartment. You know, let's publish them. And, yeah, right. Yeah. And you know, damn well though, somehow they're going to end up in the garbage. Somebody's going to be walking by. So, oh, geez, that's a shame. And, yeah. um, but a book, a book is almost forever. At least the way I was tra uh, trained to handle a book. And um, you know, and now it's out there in in the world. But the roughly. One quarter of the books is are going to promotion, and you know, like I would love to have a legitimate publishing house say, "Hey, we'll buy the rights to that, and and uh, good, you can have the rights. I keep the rest of the pictures. You can have that, or a literary agent, or um, just some, as an entree into some other yeah. venues for the pictures." Um, and I figured. Hey, it's better than walking in with, you know, your little eight by 10 portfolio. I can just hand them a book and, and um, say, if you're interested. So absolutely. Absolutely. And, and have you done any gallery shows in New York? It seems like this is, uh, yeah, I had one many, 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 many years ago. Um, and, uh, oh, I was, I was still at the school of visual arts and it was with another guy and it was fun. It was exciting. And, and I've had like a few things over the years, but, um, really the number of, people who get to see your stuff is very small compared to online now, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, um, and, you know, and with the book, wow, that you can take with you, or, you know, you can sit down in the living room and, and look at it or, yeah. you know, and the stories, they're all true, even though it's, even though it says, uh, 
it's fictitious because you know for legal reasons but and and that's my life in in, in that book and i mm -hmm. i didn't want it to be um it works better as a book than it does on 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 a, on a wall you yeah. know i don't i mean these pictures behind me are mostly personal i generally don't hang my own stuff up um unless i really like it but um to have it all in a book like that uh, yeah it's here, good for me here here's a you know as we as we wrap this up here's an oprah mm -hmm. level question for you what's what's different about you post book that versus pre-book in other words what has changed in you as an artist or in a, or as a, as a person as a result of going through the process of creating and birthing this book i guess the realization that it's all going to be okay that yeah. um intention is, is a really good thing and um i believed that the book was going to be good and that people wanted to see it and, re and read my stories and things. And, and um, I wasn't going to catastrophize over that. Uh, I, I got the hard drive failures, brand new computer, the monitors, they went. Um, have, it took like a week to download all my stuff from a cloud server Jeez. to get it back on, whatever. But um, since, you know, I, I, I tend now only to worry about the things I can do something about. And the book is, um, there were times I really hated it, but it, it's a labor of love. And, and I think as you get older and you're looking at your, your past in those images, um, you have to be in love with your life. Or if you're not in love with your life, you have to have a deep appreciation for that person who went through that, all these situations, taking those pictures. Yeah. It's just, I think just photography is just a wonderful tool for uh, knowing, you know, knowing yourself and healing. Love it. Yeah, I love me. It. Perfect. Perfect. If, if people want to get a copy of this book, how do they, how do they go about getting their hands on it? Um, it used to be through Etsy and Amazon. Now it's through my website, GerardExupery.com. Okay. And, and I'll link to that in the, I'll link, I'll put a link to that in the, the YouTube video description and also in the blog cool. post with some of the photos and all that stuff. Thank you very, very much. cool. All right. So um, one last thing. So as we wrap this up, thanks for taking the time today. Um, any other tidbits or anything you want to throw out there for the TWIP listeners? You know, I, I said before that it, it's it wasn't about the money. I mean, I would give the books away and I have given copies away. I, I really shouldn't say that, that too loudly, you know, um, because the idea is to get your message, your art out into the world and and i would just give them all away if i could but um since i can't do that um maybe jointly we could do a, a contest uh, you know a, a photographic contest of some sort and award the book as a prize i love it yeah absolutely how about, yeah, how about three three books wow okay and, and then so yeah why not Okay, cool. So I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll dialogue about that. And in the blog post for this episode, I'll set up a link where people can, you know, and I'm thinking photo contest, right? Where people submit a photo of, you know, something along the lines of yeah. women hold up the sky. Maybe that's the title, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. the caption, and you can pick three lucky winners and we'll go from there. Excellent. That'd be a lot of fun. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Gerard. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. Let's wrap it up right there. Um, 
man it's always a pleasure talking to you we gotta we gotta speak gotta speak more often we can't let you know pandemics be the bookmarks between when we speak i gotta keep doing books the new one i've already started (laughs) oh what's the new one you're working on another one yeah uh the, the title is asymptotica and um look it up and um it's about men Nice. All right. Look at that. You got to balance. You got to keep yeah, it balanced. It has, it has yeah. to be. <laughs> That's really cool. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to, to really chat with me. Really great talking to you again. Yeah. No, seriously. Seriously. Yeah. And I'm excited to do that contest. And thank you for doing this. By the way, don't think that I didn't notice that this is number two of 100 right yep. here. And there's a thumbprint in here. And there's a signature in here. Thank you for doing that. That's a... Uh, that's brilliant. That means I can't give this away. So, <laughs> well, it means that if, at some point uh, I become infamous for one thing or another. Uh, you might that, that fingerprint might be good for identifying the real killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said it. This this episode will be on closed case files right there. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right, man. You have a good rest of your day. Enjoy your time you out there. Congratulations on the book. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. Uh, definitely sits on my coffee table. Uh, and I encourage folks that are listening to this, go check it out, head over to the website, uh, look at it, look at the photos in the blog post. There are lots of pictures on the website from the book, you know, and, um, so. Very cool. All right, man, we'll leave it right there. You have a good rest of your day. Hey, you too. All right. Take care. This is Twitter.